Welcome back to another episode of the Scorers Table. Maybe the best, second best episode of the year, depending on who you want to ask. The trade deadline special. I'm here, as always, I'm William Robbins with Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? Oh my god, man. This is NBA Christmas. It's fucking NBA Christmas. Always oh, I got great. Will sending me like a ton of Twitter updates. So, like just constantly. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's man. And and even, you know, the the, the smallest deals today are honestly almost, if not more, just as entertaining as some of the biggest stuff. And, you know, some people like, uh, like obviously Kyle Lowry, John Collins, you know, a lot of people stay put as well. But, man, yep. we have we have some shit to talk about it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to be talking about the trades that happened, the trades that didn't, and kind of just, you know, what happens next. But on this podcast, we're going to be talking more about the individual trades as opposed to the big picture idea of each team. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 that can come later, but mm-hmm. well, let's, well, let's be, let's be fucking honest with ourselves. The big picture idea of the team is definitely going to be, we're definitely going to end up talking about it. Let's, yeah, let's just be real. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, limit our, cause other, otherwise like, we, I, I mean, I could, I could ramble on for, for 30 minutes about, about why I like the Brad Wanamaker trade for the Hornets. <laughs> but we don't need to do that. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's, man. So let's, let's, let's start off with, with, with obviously the biggest trade of the day. Brad Wanamaker going to the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you actually you got me there. You actually, I, I actually fell for it. No, obviously, obviously, if we're going to talk about the biggest trade of the day, we have to talk about the Miami Heat getting Victor Oladipo for, let's be honest, for free. Um, they, Good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean... Let's 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 start off here talking about this from from the Rockets' point of view because the heat because the Rockets is a lot more fun to talk about. The Honestly, Rock- the, the Heat are even the Heat are a little more fun to talk about when you think about their move when when they also when they when they just added Bielitsa and they might be able to add oh, Lamarcus Aldridge as well. Oh, That's for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I when I say that they're more fun to talk about, I mean because of how bad this trade is. Oh yeah, it's it's I mean, oh my it, god, man. It's I fucked. don't I I hate I I hate having to like give letter grades to trades. I hate that. I don't think that you can judge a trade until years after just because of draft picks and all that stuff. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and say right now, F. <laughs> F F F F F. This is the worst trade of the entire afternoon. The Houston Rockets. And remember, remember. When they made the James Harden trade, they started off getting receiving, in addition to the five draft picks, receiving Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. Then took Jared Allen and shipped him to Cleveland. Jared Allen has been great for Cleveland. He's, been he's awesome. He's been fantastic. However, I will say that the Rockets really scored big with Christian Wood. They, he, so, they, they did. They did. So, so that is that is the one. But even still, it was a bad trade. They should have kept him. Um, then they took one of those draft picks and bundled it with Karis Levert for Victor Oladipo. Offered Victor Oladipo a two-year con- or a two or three-year contract extension. He declined, and then they trade Oladipo for Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, who I don't think has played a game yet this year. <laughs> and 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 get this, the best part of the entire trade. A draft swap. So they can swap first round picks with the team that's going to be much, much better than them if they want to. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they traded him for half a season of Kelly Olenek and half a season of Avery Bradley, who's probably not playing this year or might get bought out and will just resign with the Lakers or something. 
I, I, Julian, I'm speechless. Well, why do the Rockets do this? I would have rather bought it. It's for Tita time, man. The, we, you know, and, and you know, th- this has been kind of a weird year predictions wise because, you know, obviously, you know, LaMelo has was, was, was been great. Um, you know, the, the Hornets are weirdly fun. We knew the Hornets were going to be fun to watch, but that clusterfuck of a team that makes no sense and is still kind of like fucked in the future because their cap is terrible and, and all that. But the Hornets are, are like fun to watch and are like pretty decent. Um, the Knicks are like, okay. They're like, okay, they're fine. They're not, they're not bad. They're not terrible. They're not terrible. Like that's, you know, that's, it's a, it's a compliment. That's a, that's they a compliment. Are, they are, they are the five seed. They are not, they're, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're, they're not terrible. Wait, you're talking um, about the Knicks? Yeah, they'll make like the ninth, tenth. I know that's making the playoffs, but like the Knicks are not going to, I mean, the Knicks make, right now, we'll see. It, it, that's not, that's nice. That's, that's very nice. Good for the Knicks. They're, they're the five seed. Uh, very fucking nice. It's not going to, they're, they're, there's no, I, I would be shocked. If they're in the top eight come playoff time. That being okay. said, the Knicks have been a nice surprise. And, you know, Barrett, Barrett's looking better. Julius Randle's looking better. That being said, I, I said that being said like three fucking times. <laughs> this is my one of my greatest predictions was me saying for Tita, they, the, the Rockets have a chance to in like one or two years to become the new Knicks, one of the new incompetent teams in the league. And boy, did, did that has that prediction aged well? That is aged well to to like to a insane degree. And and man, like I just I just don't know what you do if you're the Rockets because you know John Wall has honestly looked pretty decent this year. He's yeah. had some really good games. He's had some nice moments. But the fact that the the Rockets lost <laughs> like like twenty plus straight games, I'm kind of surprised that that wasn't like a bigger storyline than it was. Like that's like thinking about that in that's in context that's like crazy. Like that's it's like it feels like hard to do too when you consider mm-hmm. some of the teams in the NBA. But um but yeah man this is this is rough for the Rockets. I I, I don't know I don't know. There's there's nothing. This, this is just a, it's just a sad trade. It's a sad it's, trade. It's it's real bad. I mean you know they still they still have a chance to you know let let let's say let's say over the next few years they hit on a few of those draft picks they draft some some pretty good players. People will forget about this, but overall, I mean, they just, they just really, really butchered this. And and I and I have to, I have to give a shout out to to Stephen Silas. I mean, he poor Stephen Silas. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he 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 didn't. This is not what he signed up for. And to his credit, to his credit, at one point this team was 11 and 10. Their defense looked fantastic. They were playing great. Then Christian Wood gets injured. John Wall, I think, gets COVID. Uh, you know, Beal, Beal, or not Beal, sorry. Um, uh, Oladipo misses a t- misses a ton of games. PJ Tucker, Dan Daniel House. By the way, all these guys that the Rockets chose not to trade. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they you know they were they were looking good for a minute before everyone got hurt. So I you know someone saved Stephen Silas. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. But, but overall, overall, I mean, if this is the best trade you can do. Then don't do it. Mm-hmm. It really, yep. it really. I would have rather have, you know, just not. And I know that sounds stupid, but this is this is just an embarrassment of a trade. Mm-hmm. It really is. Now let's talk about it from the Miami Heat point of view. Um, let's do it. <laughs> a plus. Anything's better than the Rockets. A plus. Purely. And by the way, Oladipo has been really bad this year. Mm-hmm. He had, I mean, he's shooting below 40% from the field. He's shooting like 32% from three point. His defenses look terrible. He's just, he looked like a shell of himself. 
and it's easy. But to he he has like, had some great games though. He has had, had some great he's games. He's had a few games here and there, mm-hmm. but so did Hayward in his first season back from injury. It, it's kind of an all-time like deceiving stats season. To be yeah. honest, I mean, where, yeah. where he's I mean, still averaging like 20 a game, six rebounds, four. Yeah, I mean, and then, like, and then you look not at the bad numbers, percentages but, and stuff, mm-hmm. and you realize he's taken like 19 shots a game or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, but the but the eye test is the biggest thing with him, where it's like, does he just not? What's what's going on there? And it's and it's easy to be like, well, maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he's not playing great because you know he. How can I, how can anyone be motivated on on this Rockets team? But it's not like he was great at the end of Indy's season last year either. Mm-hmm. That was that wasn't great for him either. So that's why I'm a little worried. But the reason why this is such a great trade for the Heat is because they gave up nothing. And if it doesn't work out, he's a free agent at the end of this year. Just mm-hmm. let him go. You gave up nothing. It's and an if easy it does flyer. work out, if it mm-hmm. does work out, you have his bird rights to resign him. You 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 have all you know you're in the driver's seat to resign him because you guys you know are the team he was just on for the past few months. It's a, it's an absolute no brainer trade for them. Credit to Pat Riley and that's I mean yeah it's just it's 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 a it's a win 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 trade. It's a it's a super you know high floor high ceiling trade. Let's look at it from this perspective as well, where the the Heat gave up what Olenek, Avery Bradley. And Mo Harkless, and yes. ended up with Oladipo and Bielitsa. That's a that's a good haul. Like they literally it's, trade yeah. like trade like like they traded swapped it like scumbag Myers Leonard and got oh, yeah. these reinforcements. It's like and what a glow up for the Heat. Like this is oh, this sure. is going to be interesting to watch too. Like for they sure. have the Heat almost have like too many guys. I think because you know yep, you obviously they're, started they're there. Iggy there. There's there's a, there's a lot of people on that team, but you know you have they just traded with, for Trevor Ariza. Poor Trevor Ariza, man. Seriously. This fucking guy. He's just been living in hotel yeah. rooms for like the last eight years. Yeah, seriously. You know, I, I, I sent you this text um, the other day, but I want to make sure all, all the listeners know this too. Trevor Ariza has now been traded more times than any other player in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Just just shout out Trevor Ariza for single-handedly keeping, you know, moving companies in business. Man, poor guy. Man, I remember back when he was on he was on the Knicks. Like, man, that, good good Isaiah Thomas pickup. Yeah. Nice. He had, he had a good record, like, kind of late in the draft. You know, he picked up Trevor Ariza. He got some uh, – well, David Lee wasn't exactly late in the draft. Some, some Marty Collins pick. action. David Lee was the 30th pick. Really? Yeah. Wow, nice. Good for, good for, good for Isaiah Thomas. Um, that, was a good, that was a great pick. <laughs> That being said, you've got um, Oladipo is technically someone who I guess on paper is going to buy into, you know, the Jimmy Butler mentality and all that type of stuff. And you don't have any, you know, the crazy locker room stuff coming in, hopefully. Um, so. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what he look like. Yeah. And, and and again, you know, the thing the thing with 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 this buy elite to sign it or trade, it's a lot like the Oladipo trade trade in that buy elites has not had a good year. You know, he's shooting 29 percent from three point. It's a career low. His rebounding numbers are are career low. Uh, he's just he hasn't had a good year. Mm-hmm. He's he, he, he's been injured. He's been whatever. But you know sometimes all it takes is just a small change of scenery. I think it's a great it's a great move. Um, yeah, and and again like 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 you said they essentially gave up not they essentially gave up nothing. Mo Harkless is a good player, but. You know, Mo Harkless was a very replaceable position for them, having mm-hmm. all those wing guys. Mm-hmm. So, and speaking think, of those wing guys, oh sorry, 
Yeah, yeah I, speaking of those those wing guys, you know, it's Oladipo is also kind of a welcome reinforcement for for the, the the Tyler Hero thing, which is, I mean, obviously he was like the star of the NBA playoffs. Like, I don't oh, even yeah. know why I'm saying that. Everybody who listens to this podcast is either a basketball nerd or knows something about basketball. I don't know, has an Instagram account. Like, obviously <laughs> Tyler Hero was out here, but um, uh, yeah, this is this is it's been rough this year. I mean, when I saw he's when jacking I... up shots, he's shooting like 40% field goal and 31% from three. It's like, oh my god, let's. Yeah. This, when this I saw bad. when I saw the report earlier this season that he was off limits in a James Harden trade, mm-hmm. I was like, I was confused. Me too. Me too. But I then was today, today when I saw that he was the that they were offering Duncan Robinson for Lowry but wouldn't include Tyler Hero. Again, it's just like I, I think they're overvaluing Tyler Hero a little bit. I think mm-hmm. that I think that in terms of this specific Heat team, you know, I mean, could you imagine a lineup of like, you know, let's I mean, I don't know if they would be able to pull off Lowry and Lowry and Oladipo, but yeah, actually, you no. Know, as I'm saying it out loud, maybe I don't blame him for not giving up mm-hmm. hero for Lowry, but not giving up hero for uh, for Harden is a tough one. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, want to get on to our next trade? Hell yeah. All right, we're 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 gonna skip around a little bit in the day. Let's get to our next trade. The the Los Angeles Clippers receive Rajon Rondo from the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Lou Will and two second round picks. Now, when this trade happened i think the very first thing that popped into every single person's yep. mind <laughs> was oh my god lou williams is going to be in the strip club capital of the world <laughs> so now that we <laughs> you know i mean do, for for everyone that's listening uh and doesn't remember lou will got suspended in the bubble last year because he left to go to the magic city strip club in atlanta to get wings and he's such a frequent visitor there. They're called the Lou or like the Sweet Lou Wings. Are, are strip clubs really that like fun? Like I sound like such a prude here, but I've I've never been to a strip club before. Is that is it like a great experience? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. But apparently <laughs> okay. they have big wings. Apparently yeah. Anyone who listens to this podcast, hit me up. <laughs> Tell me how a strip club is, because I don't really want to. The thing is, is that you know, obviously, I guess like you know, scantily clad women dancing is probably nice to look at, but like. I want to be around, like, 50 horny guys who just, like, it's, like, it would be, like, a weird environment, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't in a frat in college, like, I'm just, I'm just trying to, <laughs> just trying to stay away from, like, like, horny men in general, just, like, it's just, like, a, it's a lot of fucking exposure, but, um, yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's, that, it's not, it's not for me, but regardless, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> that being said, that being said, you know, Lou Will in Atlanta is hysterical, um, but moving past that, moving past that, uh, Lou Will in Atlanta is also hysterical. When you consider the 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 Hawks, I, I feel like was was Travis Strike slang literally just like you know you know what we need some more of like oh, guys yeah. whose only purpose on an NBA court is to score and do like nothing like yeah. one dimensional talent like it's let's like, get another guy yeah it's like in theory in theory I like them getting two second round picks for Rondo because he was awful for them this year and this is what rondo does and everyone keeps mm-hmm. falling for it and mm-hmm. like this has happened how many times now where rondo you know is completely unplayable is absolutely terrible his team cuts him or trades him or whatever and then he ends up on a playoff team and completely you know revitalize his career only to sign another big contract with a bad team and it's just a this is the third time process 
This is the third time we I had. Mean, how many more times can this happen? We had Zombie Bulls Rondo. We had Pelicans yep. Rondo. We had Lakers. Yep. This is the fourth time. This is the fourth time. This yep. would be the fourth, the fourth time, time. Rondo, Rondo goes from, an, from being completely <laughs> unplayable to, to playoff hero. And by the way, by the way, as a regular season move for the Clippers, I don't like this. I, I really don't like this. They gave up. They gave up a guy who can at least score for them. Uh, and they gave up two second round picks for a player who was completely just completely unplayable. During the regular I dis- season, I disagree. I think it's an A plus. I think it's no, an I'm, A+. I'm only talking regular season right now. I don't hate regular season either. Lou Will, the Clippers need to completely wipe away the stain of like the old kind of guard and like last year's team. And they, I feel like Lou Will was like a little bit. There was like a little bit of a ghost. You know what I mean? Or I don't know what the right, right word right. is, but like a little a little hangover from that still with him. And this is if they get Rondo, they can cut Pat Bev or do whatever. You know what but I mean? They're not they, cut they, him, they, but... I mean, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they have another guy who's just, like, a bulldog coming off the bench. He's better than Reggie Jackson, especially in the playoffs. Like, yeah. I, I no, love no. this. I mean, the, no, as, as a playoff is, move, as a playoff move, I absolutely love this. And just keeping him away from the Lakers. That's what matters. I gave the oh, – sure. I gave the – um, I gave the um, the Lakers shit over the offseason because they didn't – Yeah, Because they, did. you know, they got Marcus Gasol. They got, you know – they got some nice guys. Obviously, you know, Harold's been helping them out a ton in the regular season. Yeah. But – it was a lot of that was contingent on them being able to get Rondo back. Maybe like if, if Rondo gets bought out or cut on Atlanta, which we kind of, we kind of saw this coming from, from oh, a yeah. mile away, but like, this is, this is different, man. This is, it, it, I think the Lakers are really going to miss him. I think they're really going to miss him. And I think this, this could be somebody that puts the Clippers over the edge. Like it's, it's yeah. got a shot. It's got yeah, a shot. I mean, I mean, this, this, this is a trade where if you're just looking at Rondo this year, this is an awful trade for the Clippers. You're complete. You're completely banking on, you know, Rondo turning into playoff Rondo, and I think I think he will. But I think that most importantly, what this does, and you can laugh when I say this, but I mean this sincerely, is this almost could help save Paul George, <laughs> because Paul George is and has been really bad in the playoffs the last few years pandemic p has not come through mm-hmm. so you're repla- you're you're basically you have one player in in paul in paul george um who in the regular season he's great but in the postseason he struggles mm-hmm. and then you have rondo who's the opposite and i am going to say that in the in the world of 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 juju and 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 whatever that this is going to even them out mm-hmm Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. So take. that, like that, that that's what I'm going with. That's what hey, I'm going with. By the way, Rondo. I'm still picking against the Clippers until Paul George proves me wrong. But, Probably a wise decision. But I think that this is this is this is a this is a good move for them. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. I like it. I like all it right. a lot. Let, let, all right. Let's get let's get on to the next trade. Let's let this, this is going to be the first Celtics trade we discuss. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Now. Now let now let me be clear. When this trade broke, my reaction was, "Oh, let me read the trade first. The Celtics got Evan Fournier in oh, exchange. Okay. We're, we're doing this one first. Cool, cool. Let's yeah, yeah. I want I want to then get into the next one because it transitions. So basically, they traded two second round picks for Evan Fournier, which, on its own, that's a great trade. Uh huh. Two second round picks for a guy who's who's averaging almost 20 points a game, 
uh, he, I think, like, let me pull up his stats right here. He's shooting, he's shooting 46, 39, and 80% from the free throw line. His, Evan Fournier's 4.7 free throw attempts per game would be the highest on the Celtics. Mm-hmm. So, and most importantly, it gives them a 6'7 wing who's not named Semi Ojale <laughs> to play. So, so let, so let me, let me be clear here. This addresses a major need for a team that had very little talent on their basketball team and basically getting a 20 points per game scorer whose defense is at least slightly above average mm-hmm. in exchange for two second round picks is a great deal. Mm-hmm. Here's why this is a, this is a problematic trade. Well, there's a few reasons why it's a problematic trade. Number one, he's an expiring deal. And they used seven, and they used eighteen million dollars of of the traded of Gordon Hayward's traded players exception on him. Now this leaves them with eleven million dollars for the offseason mm-hmm. left of the TPA. But they, they could, could also they could yeah. also renounce him right and have it roll over like in the like a new trade exception or in the offseason, right? Well, if Evan Fournier was to then sign with a different team, the Celtics have his bird rights. Mm-hmm. So if he was going to sign with a different team, they would then create a new TPA. For the amount that he would sign for. So mm-hmm. let's say he signs a, a $15 million contract with Sacramento because they're going all in. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's, Sacram- it's Sacramento. Let's say he signs a $29 million <laughs> contract with Sacramento. The Celtics would then have a new TPE of $29 million. Or because they have his bird rights, they can pay him whatever they want and go as deep into the tax to resign him. So my belief is that in this trade, they must have had some kind of, you know, belief that Evan Fournier will be willing to come back. Otherwise, this trade is a complete disaster. I mean, you still get the you still get the exception though the next year though, so you're kind of leaving yourself open for the I future. Actually, I like that. Jeez, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not doing this shit again. <laughs> you don't want Harrison Barnes next year? Well, next year, well that that would be the problem. You can't combine TPE, so we still have the 11 million dollar left over from the Hayward one that expires at the end of the offseason. But if mm-hmm. then Evan Forty was to then create a new one, it probably wouldn't be enough to actually get a player of impact. It would probably mm-hmm. would only be like you know. 16 million and you're not really getting a player that is a difference maker for under that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true true so they kind of do have to resign him so when this trade broke i figured that this meant that they also had an aaron gordon trade in the works because there was a lot of talks about those two being packaged together and for the celtics to be able to make that work they would have they would have had to have done it in two separate trades with one of them going into the tpe and the other being traded for contracts mm-hmm. Then that didn't happen, and basically this now means that in the offseason, we're either going to have to trade Kemba, or we're going to have to trade Smart or something, because there's a lot of money wrapped up in not many guys. There's a lot of money on the team now, yep. It's it's a lot of money for a team that, as we've seen this year, is terrible. (laughs) This is a terrible basketball team. (laughs) Now, now, in, sci- in in trading for Evan. Oh, sorry. I I should let you talk a little bit about this trade before I get into the next part of it. Oh, uh, are you? Is, is it? Does the next part involve the Chicago Bulls, or is this just it, the? It, the next part was going to involve them. Did you have anything purely on the Evan Fournier for two second rounders? Um, it, the Celtics are a better team now. 
scoring off the bench, not not a ton else, but I mean, this he can actually like put the ball in the hoop. I, I, I like the trade for the Celtics, especially if they weren't going to get. I would rather get Evan Fournier and being and be in this position than just waste the trade exception. Like this is a better move than that. Like if the, if this is well, they didn't yeah. want to you know give up that much for Aaron Gordon or whatever. I mean, you know, obviously it's not they're not in an ideal position, but I, I Kemba is someone who you know might need to be kind of on his way out anyway. Yeah. Despite I love Kemba, I'm a huge Kemba guy. Um, and you know, I think he can kind of maybe revive his career somewhere else, but, but yeah, it's just, it, it does make sense for him to kind of have a change of scenery for, for everybody's best interest. But, um, but yeah, I think I would give this trade a B for the Celtics. I'll give it a B. I, I don't love it. I, the magic didn't get like a ton of return, obviously, but I mean, they're finally, they're they at least in picked a direction for their franchise. Oh, we're going to get fully is, into the magic. Save all the magic stuff. Save all the magic stuff. So, okay, awesome. So <laughs> Because we'll, get, we'll talk about that when we get to the, to the Vucevic trade. So let's, you know what, let's transition to the Celtics, Bulls, Wizards trade real quick. And okay. well, I've got an awesome transition for you. So, all right. you know, way back, you know, Will and I, man, we were watching fucking NCAA basketball highlights all this shit in the library and there used to at, at in high school and there used to be this big this big ass like magazine stand and there were like two comfy chairs and you could you were valid if you got those two comfy chairs in front of that because mm. they had a nice table and so we would just watch highlights so we would watch like oh, that, hunter yeah. in georgia state we would watch nick Scott hit go. like 100 threes in a row like we we would watch a ton of basketball i got i was i was Drunk on Nick Stauskas highlights. <laughs> I thought drunk. this dude. I thought <laughs> this guy. And, and this is my fault because it, rule number one: never judge a player based on how many shots he can hit in the rain on an outdoor hoop. But he hit like 95 threes in a row. I'm like, this dude is gonna be like JJ Redick on crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I think the two most wrong I've ever been in the NBA is thinking that rj hunter was gonna become like really good <laughs> and my most wrong take i've ever had is my lamello ball but we're not going to talk about that one <laughs> i don't think the lamello ball i will defend the lamello ball one till till my dying day like I'm, I'm not i'm never taking that bet if he's great he's great nice but like I'm never gonna bet my house on. Oh no, I don't regret questionable it. I don't. I'm, regret I'm, yeah, I don't. Re- I don't regret it either. That's all I'm wrong. saying. I was just wrong. That's so it. that being said, we were we were watching. Um, yeah, uh, me as well. Me as well, man. You wrong sometimes. That's that's the way it happens. Um, that being not to cut you off, Will, but you know, I I, I had to. You know, this is I'm I'm no, getting no, a little no, long winded no. as it as it is here with my story. So you know, we would watch a ton of March Madness and college basketball and all that stuff. So you know. And I, I don't watch a ton of college basketball, but a few years ago, I was watching Michigan. I was like, what was I got this German center who's like 6'7". I was like, okay, this guy can hit a few open threes. I'm like, Mo Wagner, nice. You know, he, he, he hustled, you know, he gave a shit. He could do a few different things. I was like, huh, I would, I would, you know, take a flyer on this guy in the second round. He could be like, you know, like a nice 10th man, ninth, ninth man, and, you know, some energy off the bench. Um, So, so, you know... <laughs> that being said, let's mm. get into this trade right here. Well, take it so, away. Take so it a away. Few thing, a few things on Mo, on Mo Wagner. First of all, he's six foot eleven. So let's <laughs> get like that six, out of the way. He plays like he's six seven. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'll admit I'll admit when you said six foot seven I was like is that right and I had to Google it because I couldn't <laughs> definitively know. <laughs> 
Well, that should tell you a lot about his play style. He's like um, the polar opposite of Robert Williams, who's like 6'8". He's <laughs> playing like 7'2". It's insane. Oh, my God. Now, okay, so there, there's, there's a few different directions in this trade, and I'm going to get to each one of them here. But here's, here's the full trade. It was a three-team trade. The Wizards got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson, who I like. I like Chandler Hutchinson. The Celtics got Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner, <laughs> which I'll, I'll get to this in a sec. And got Daniel Tice, Javante Green, and Troy Brown. Is Mo Wagner better than Grant Williams? Oh, come on, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. You know, six months ago, I would have laughed at you for saying that. <laughs> six months ago, I would have laughed at you for saying that when Grant Williams was playing was playing clutch time minutes against the Raptors oh in Game God. Seven of of the, of the semifinals. Oh God. Now Grant is essentially unplayable, and I have questions about what the hell this is is the direction here, but. But I was worried about now that Tice is gone. And by the way, as you know, I'm a huge Daniel Tice fan. Mm-hmm. It is my dream podcast to spend a full hour talking about screen setting in the NBA. Yes. Still coming this offseason, this offseason. And the Daniel Tice, Marcin Gortat seal screen is beautiful. It is the most beautiful play in basketball. You know, some people think the most beautiful, beautiful move in basketball is a Steph Curry three-pointer or a LeBron, you know, LeBron dunk. No, for me, it's a Daniel Tice seal screen. And before I even talk about this trade, I just want to say, Daniel Tice, I love you. Thank you for everything. Um, Yeah. That being said, (laughs) we finally get starter Robert Williams. Yeah, nice. I would have watched so much more Celtics now. I'm so excited <laughs> for this. This, Man, is like, I, this is like giving like giving like the keys to a brand new Benz to like a student driver who's like yeah. parallel parked like four times. Like just great. Like he's he's awesome. Like yeah. I mean there are there are moments where Rob Williams like I mean we we've talked about this in the past, but there are moments where Rob Williams literally looks like he's Clint Capella crossed with DeAndre Jordan cl- crossed with Dwight Howard. I'm in on him. I love him. I think I would. I literally just want someone to give him like forty million dollars and just like the keys to the office just Don't to say see that. what Don't happens. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> like I love. I I I'm so excited for some uh, for some starting time lord. Yeah. And then there are moments where he looks like he's Daniel Orton with Gerald Green's athleticism. <laughs> Daniel Orton. But I bet you, I bet no one at home was expecting a Daniel Orton shout out, but here we a are. Like a, a little Dakari Johnson. <laughs> My God. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the thing with this trade. Um, this this is a this is this is not a talent trade for the Celtics. They got this. This is a talent downgrade for them. Daniel no. Tice, Daniel, <laughs> Tice, Daniel Tice is a very good basketball player. Um, you know, obviously, I don't I don't really mind them trading him in the sense that he was a free agent at the end of this year. I didn't think he was, we were going to be able to afford or afford to resign him. Uh, you kind of got to see what you have in Rob. Tristan is locked in under contract for another year after this. So he's, you know, at least there. Plus him being at $9 million is a very tradable contract to have on the books um, for next year as an expiring. But 
Yeah, I mean, Mo Wagner. Woo! I'm so, you're, I think you're actually going to like Mo Wagner, really. No, okay, like, I'm giving like, him a hard time. I actually don't mind him. I don't mind him. I mean, he'll do some nice bench celebrations, you know, fun. I, I, I do have to laugh that the Celtics traded a German guy for a German guy and yep. now have and now have like gone through like three white French guys in like the last year, which is like kind of which is like really impressive. Like there's really not many French guys in the NBA and the Celtics are just going they're just they're they're in on this. And, and they had Gabusel like two years ago. Oh, this and, is, and, <laughs> and they had Mikhail Petrus a few years ago. Oh man. So Danny's Danny's going to Paris with this one. This is, this is crazy. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I mean I, I I actually do like Luke Cornett. I actually do like him genuinely. Uh, He's nice, you know, like, you know, (laughs) he's a nice person. I I like his potential as like a a third big off the bench, like comment, (laughs) like change theories, you know, kind of like, kind of like that Matt Bonner role for the Spurs a few years back where Greg Popovich was like, huh, what if we just, instead of playing Tiago, Tiago splitter, we play Matt Bonner and then Serge Ibaka can't be near the hoop. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. won the series because of that. Luke Cornett could be Matt Bonner. Yeah, like a little, uh, little like Robert Sacre action, you know. Exactly. Just, just... Robert Sacre <laughs> won the Hawks a playoff series. No, Perrontich did. That was Perrontich. You're, oh, you're, getting, you're getting, you're getting guys with like massive beers mixed up. I'm getting stretch fives on the Hawks mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> Man, I'm off the rails here. Okay. <laughs> I expect Cornette to get cut. Um, I like, I like, I like that Danny at least was making moves. I didn't, you know, Javante Green is an awesome dunker. He's a great, well, he's a good defender. I almost said great, he's a good defender. Um, but this team really needed a massive shakeup. So I do like mm-hmm. that, that, that he did it. And Jeff Teague is no longer on the team, which makes me happy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do we have anything really to add to this trade? It's just, it's, I don't know. It's no, yeah. I'm, I'm just so excited to watch the next Celtics game. I'm so excited. I can't yeah, wait. I mean, yeah. On to, on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. <laughs> Also, we're playing against Milwaukee tomorrow, and now we don't have Romeo, Thompson, obviously Tice, Javante, Jeff Green, and none of the new guys will be available. So we're literally going in with Robert Williams and, like, Taco as our big guys against Giannis. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, and 6'11", man. Mo Wagner coming. He's, he's, on the, he's probably on an airplane right now. <laughs> Reinforcements. Oh it's, yep. Um... Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I do like Neesmith. I like Neesmith. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep let's, playing. Let's, let's, let's get on to another trade here. Um, we just spent a long time on that one. So let's talk about a smaller trade that I'm going to spend mm-hmm. too much time on. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors have traded Brad Wanamaker to the Hornets in exchange for Marquise Chris, who went to the Spurs, and the Spurs traded former superstar Cash Considerations. I like. Is it crazy that I kind of like Marquise Chris on the Spurs? <laughs> I feel like Pop. I feel like uh, if you're, I feel like you need to be sent to like a gulag or like some like prison or something. If you if if like Pop, if, if people still don't consider Pop the greatest coach of all time, or since like I don't know 1970 or something, because I don't know, I, I wasn't watching like I'm not watching like Red Auerbach in like 1953. Uh, like it's just not happening. Spent a lot of quarantine watching 60s Celtics games. 
let me be honest and say Red Araback way ahead of his time. Like, mm-hmm. actually, genuinely, really good coach. I mean, Sam Jones was out there looking like he could be James Harden today. <laughs> Like that, 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 that dude was banking mid ranges. He was getting to the hoop. He had a little stop and go. I'm like, who mm-hmm. is this dude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, if Pop makes like a competent NBA player out of Marquise Chris, mm. uh, it's it's not even close. Like Red Auerbach, be damned. Like fuck Red Auerbach. Like like Popovich is the goat. Like, he's no, no, already no, made Pop like Pop is. Yeah. No, he's I already heard. made like Trey Lyles in like a year and a half from like to like yeah yeah nice. He can, you can, he's like play. He's like an NBA player, you know. Nice. So like, well, Trent Lyles is, is is no longer on the Spurs. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, well, yeah. Who did they, um, who did they trade him for? I'll, I'll pull that up in the background. Yeah. Back to back to Brad Watermaker. Well, I know you. I know you have some thoughts on this. Yeah. Um. I I'd like to give a shout out to a few people here. Um. Number one is the. I believe they're in fourth place, Charlotte Hornets, who are basically making the uh, the Charlotte Celtics over here. Mm-hmm. You know, Rozier, Wanamaker, Hayward. It's a team that I can't help but kind of root for and kind of root against. Mm-hmm. But with, with, with LaMelo missing the rest of this year, Wanamaker is – he's a point guard. The Hornets have like five point guards. Yeah, Devontae Graham is still just there. <laughs> he's been in, like, exile. Like, I don't well, he's know. He's been what. terrible this year. I mean, yeah, because they're, like, refusing to play him. He's, like, That's not getting not any true. playing time. <laughs> they gave him a lot of playing time at the beginning. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let Devontae cook. You gotta let him, you gotta let him cook. He's not, people go through cold streaks. I'm still, I'm still in on Devontae. That when they stopped playing him, suddenly they became a good team. Hey, people go through cold streaks. <laughs> Kemba, Kemba went through a cold streak. I'm, I, I still, I still think some of the Someone should have scooped up Devontae, man. Shit. I feel bad for Kemba. He's actually been pretty good, and he's just he gets such a hard time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it happens. All right. Let's anyway. Next next trade here. Um, which one do we want to go with here? All right. Let's let's talk about the magic a little bit. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bulls received Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk. I'm still in the NBA. Aminu. <laughs> In exchange for Otto, I'm still in the NBA, Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two first-round picks, Julian, are we now Orlando Magic fans? It's like this is the this is the moment in like the in like the in Step Brothers where it's like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at this trade and I was like, this is three of my favorite guys. <laughs> I like I am kind of in on the magic now. This is I I think this not is a this great year, trade not this for them. Year, but... Yep yep next year next year next year we'll be watching a little magic. I mean oh, yeah. first rounder I mean two first rounders and Wendell Carter that's a good haul for Vucevic and you know Carter is someone I feel like they kind of need to let him cook a little more and he'll. He'll have he'll have a lot of room to cook in Orlando. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone who can like, boy, T- Terrence Ross is like looking. He's he's excited now. He's uh he's gonna be taking some shots over there. But um, I can't believe he didn't get traded. It's just I almost feel bad for him. Eh, Terrence Ross made like sixty million dollars in the last. Year. Oh, we <laughs> we have some breaking news. T.J. Warren is out the rest of the season. Ah, uh, too bad. That sucks. Poor. Mm-hmm. Indiana's had a tough year too. Yeah, and it was Levert's back. Levert looks good. Levert, Levert, looks Levert, good. Levert back is huge. 
Uh-huh. Um, could have been on the Rockets. Uh-huh. That being said, um, yeah, this is I, I really like this haul for for Orlando. For the, Chicago, you know, people are talking about the Levine Vucevic like pick and roll and all this stuff, and I'm I still think the Bulls don't really make any more sense than they previously did, where it's like you still have. Two stretch bigs, stretch bigs. I mean, you know, Vucevic is obviously a lot more of a, you know, accomplished offensive player and all that stuff than, than Wendell Carter. It feels kind of mean to compare the two, um, to, to either side. But, um, but yeah, it's you still don't really have a point guard. He's like, it's I, 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 I want to like this trade and be like, oh yeah, two two good players together, nice. But yeah, it's 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 like really kind of unappetizing, especially I'm a little biased because the Bulls got their ass kicked by the Cavs last night. It was a mm. rough Levine game. Markkinen actually looked pretty good. But uh, yeah, like Jared Allen was was kind of embarrassing everybody, you know. Well, yeah, just Jared Allen. He's look, look great. But um, but yeah, I'm not really a fan of this one for either side. I think, you know, for the Bulls, I'd give this probably I'd give this a B, B to B plus. And for the Magic, I like this. Uh, I like I, I like this one. It's it's kind of like B plus A minus. I like this it. is this is a classic trade of of um hey remember it's not every team's goal to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And for that, if if the Bulls are were were championship contenders and were like actually like you know being like we're trying to win a championship this year, then yeah, I'm like I don't particularly like this core. But as a team that really just they seem to just want to make the playoffs and just, you know, have fun this year. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it because Vucevic is one of the best pick and roll big men in the NBA because of his ability to shoot, his ability to roll. He can hit, you know, he can hit like the short hooks. And um, sorry, I should have said pick and roll, pick and pop player. That's what I meant. Uh and and Zach Levine has been really good in the pick and roll this year, and that's been one of the things that's really kind of made him an all star. And and just his 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 ability to play on the ball and off the ball. So I actually like this. And Billy Donovan's a hell of a coach, and I think that he's going to be able to figure out you know something here. The Wendell Carter thing. He's a player that. I really like I really liked him in the draft. I believe the way I the thing I described him in the draft was he's not going to be the best player in this draft, but he will have the longest career of anyone in this draft. Mm-hmm. Very Horfordy in a few different, you know, yeah. in, in a few different ways. The, the problem with the the thing with the Bulls though, they're they're 19 and 24 for like a reason. Like Levine has, you know, awesome stats this year. He's been scoring. I think he was a deserving All-Star, you know, and you know, we've made a lot of Levine jokes in the past, mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue to make Levine jokes because I don't really think he's a winning player still, despite, you know, the fact that, though, his efficiency this year has been great. That's that's definitely been been a glow up. And I actually don't think, though, that Levine's fit is best in the pick and roll. I would rather have, like, a real, like, a George Hill-type point guard and then just kick it out to Levine because he's, he's making open threes like crazy. Like, that's that, that's my ideal role for him yeah. in an offense where he can where he doesn't have to be on the ball. And he can just kind of it's like Jordan Clarkson. You can literally just be like, Zach, just cook. Just yeah. cook. You don't have to do just just score. That's it. Just stay away from the ball. Otherwise. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that, that that's totally fair. But I think it's you know, it's it's a trade where, you know, the pick the picks are protected so that. You know, if they completely fall off the deep end and the pick is like, you know, the first pick in the draft, they're not screwed. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, it gets them one of the best big men in the NBA. 
it's not like they were looking for like who's the guy that's going to take us over the hump. And for that, I like it. Uh-huh. I think I think that, I think that you know it's a it's a it makes them it makes them a fun team and a team certainly that at the very least even if you know they're not going to be great in the playoffs but it's a team that no one's going to want to play in the playoffs just uh-huh. because any I mean any game you know Zach Levine could score forty or any game you know Vucevic could just randomly have thirty seven they're uh-huh. they're I don't think that they win a series necessarily but but the, but they'll certainly be a tough out uh-huh. I, now, I agree with that. Now, in addition, let's talk about this from the Magic, because finally, after how many years, they finally said, we're going to have a real legit rebuild. Mm-hmm. And for that, I mean, they they now have three of my favorite players from <laughs> from two drafts in Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I I have no choice but to be a fan now. Mm-hmm. The Markel and Wenzel combination, I actually really like it. Like, I think it makes sense. Like on an like from an perspective, like I think that's yeah. actually going to be really good. And they just need they need just need a lot of young shooters and stuff. And I think yeah. that you know that's it's doable. You can that's what this fucking draft's for. Like, you yeah, can, I mean, you can yeah, do that. <laughs> Wendell Wendell is one of those guys that I also think really needed a change of scenery. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in terms of his stats, it really seems like he's kind of plateaued. That's the just Jim like Boylan a, curse is still like seriously. It's like over marketing too. Yeah, I mean in in that first year that Wendell Carter was on the Bulls, it was it was one of those like PJ Washington situations where it's like he might actually be their best player and no one realizes it. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of just yeah, like just kind of was was whatever after that. But I mean mm-hmm. he's someone where. Like I, I still think he's got a ton of potential. This is only his third year in the NBA. Uh-huh. I, I think, I think it's a great acquisition for for Orlando. It gives them at least a look at a guy who was who was a really high pick in the draft. You know, he can, you know, he, I mean, he 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 can score inside a little bit outside. Not, you know, he's not going to be knocking down threes, but at least he's got like a decent mid range. You know, he can kind of rebound. He can pass enough i mean i'm just i'm i'm excited to see him you know just just to see him like in a in an offense that'll be more built around him because especially now that he's in orlando i mean who's scoring the ball there it's going to be terrence ross and him mm-hmm. so I mean, yep. I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what happens there and they got two picks as well so you know mm-hmm. it wasn't I thought that I thought that they were going to get a little bit more for vucevic i thought that they could have maybe gotten you know three or four picks but just because I like Wendell Carter so much, I like the trade. And they got a ton of money off their books too. Like for sure. Ton, like like for sure. expiring, you know, he'll probably. I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised he won't get bought out or anything like that. I mean. Yeah, that was maybe. that was weird when they said that like he he's not, like he he might not want to buy out. So honestly, mm-hmm. shout out to Otto Porter for protecting his wallet. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, he'll, someone will pick him up in the offseason. Like, see, the Magic have a ton of cap space now. Did you see not, how much money Lamarcus gave back to the Spurs to not be on the Spurs this year? <laughs> Six I'm, billion. I'm excited to see where Lamarcus goes on the buyout market. I so hope it's Portland. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun. That I would really be, wanted mm-hmm. to be Portland. And by the way, if he goes to Portland, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see me obnoxiously pick Portland against like the Clippers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being able to go from Nurkic to Aldridge to Cantor is like is like a weirdly deep big man rotation that you can oh, yeah. also kind of like 
cherry pick perfectly like the exact fit for like the the, the team you're against. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you, I mean, you can really. Mm-hmm. Nurkic, Nurkic has once again missed most of the season, but mm-hmm. he's back. Uh, he's back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's big news. All right, let's let's now that we're talking about the Blazers, we got to talk about about their big trade of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Getting Norm Powell for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Now, I really like this trade for both teams. I like it a little bit more, actually, for Toronto, because you're obviously, you're kind of getting a little more, you're getting a little younger. I, I think Trent's, you know, showing showing a lot of potential. And the, the thing with the Blazers is that it's not really like an upgrade. Like, I don't, do you, is, is it a, I mean, Norm Powell has had a lot of really good heat check games this year and, and, well, and whatnot. Norman Powell, and, Norm Powell over his last last 20 games is averaging over 25 points a game. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Honestly, when you, when you put it that way, yeah, maybe I, I think this I think this does work out for both teams. I I, I like it. I agree. I agree. I think I think it's a it, it's a win now move for Portland, which I think is what they exactly what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But the main reason why I like this is it means that they don't have to go through Gary Trent Jr.'s restricted free agency mm-hmm. because I really felt like someone was gonna you know throw some money at him. Mm-hmm. And Portland, it would have been one of those uh, Alan Crab situations where it's like, do we really <laughs> want to match this? Okay, I guess we will. And now they're and now they're you know stuck with this thing. But I mean, it, it, you know, they get they get a sharpshooting player with you know literally championship experience onto a team that really needs really needs scoring. He can defend. He has a proven track record. Rodney Hood is Rodney Hood. I mean, he gets hot. He gets cold. He mm-hmm. Won't play much defense, and that'll be it. So, mm-hmm. and I like this, and I and the other reason why I like this for for Toronto is because I really like Gary Trent Jr. Like you said, and I, Rodney Hood is is a whatever in this trade, but Gary Trent Jr. is a legit young player who, depending on how much money he gets in free agency, it gives Toronto an option, you know, to look at him for a few months. It gives them an option. Okay, now we know how much money we want to spend on him. Now, obviously, they get his bird rights, they get his restricted free agency rights, whatever. Um, so yeah, overall, I actually really like this trade for both teams. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, all right. Anything else to add for that one? Or we want to get on to the next, next. No, trade? Let's, 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 uh, let's go on to the next one. All right. Th- this, this comes with the weird, uh, Toronto fire sale where it looked like they were clearing a ton of space to trade Lowry and then didn't, um, Matt Thomas for a second round pick to Utah. Overall, I think Utah getting a small white point guard named Matt Thomas is the least shocking thing of free of, uh, <laughs> of the trade deadline. That being but, said, I kind of have more confidence in Matt Thomas than like I don't know a few of the guys on Utah's bench, like <laughs> deep guys. So I'm not I, fine. Sure, nice. Throw him out there a little bit. He can. He, he at least has like a really good skill set. Like you know, he yeah. knows exactly what he's good at, and you know, good for good for Utah. Why not? Yeah. In, in addition, they also traded Terrence Davis to Sacramento for a second-round pick because apparently Sacramento are buyers this deadline. Of course. So I don't. Course. So so who cares about this trade? But let's talk about the next Sacramento trade. Awesome. The Sacramento Kings received Delon Wright in exchange for Corey Joseph and two second-round picks. Um, there's a few different. Uh, you know, avenues to explore for this trade. Obviously, DeLon Wright over Corey Joseph is a huge upgrade. Um, eh, did you watch the Pistons this year? Did you watch Corey <laughs> Joseph? <laughs> valid, valid. 
Corey, <laughs> I don't know. This is valid. Corey Joseph is one of the like, and I mean this. I mean this in in, in the most polite way possible. Credit Sacramento fans for having to watch him night in and night out because I only I only watch him like once a year when my when the Celtics play him and in that game I'm like oh my god. <laughs> uh, also, Corey, also forty million dollars. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Also, also Corey Joseph is exhibit number one. You know he is literally like like the one A exhibit of why you never overpay a backup point guard, mm-hmm. but. I don't understand this trade at all for Sacramento. I understand the talent upgrade, but this is the reason why I really don't like this trade. You're now hard capped, and the most money you can offer to Rashawn Holmes in free agency now is $10 million a year. Rashawn Holmes, who we've been saying is damn good for a while, and has been oh damn good. Oh, my God. Who, who, yeah. like. Rashawn Holmes is one of our biggest victory laps on this podcast. Who had like a Rashawn Holmes and Christian Wood, man, Sixers D League team squad, like the and the Jeremy Grant. Rashawn Holmes looked like Bill Russell against the Celtics. Like he, no, he, we don't he, even, like, we don't need to talk about he like personally won the game for the Kings. Like he was insane. Like completely uh, unguardable. Mm-hmm. And I really, uh, <laughs> I really think that that was the game that got Tice traded. <laughs> Yeah, and he wow. was like, "All right, let's, we we gotta get we we need we need full time Rob." Wow, wow. <laughs> and I mean, that's, oh, I'm kidding. Tyson Tice is a good defender. He's not back in. A terrible trade deadline for the Kings. I think you know it's it's nice getting out of the Corey Joseph contract and, and whatever, but it's like, God damn it, man! Kang, the Kings are gonna Kings. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I mean now, so so Delon Wright is kind of in that. Did you not learn your lesson about about overpaying for a backup point guard thing? Because mm-hmm. he's still making eight million dollars a year now. Granted, granted, he has a one million dollar um, incentive bonus if he makes an all defensive team or an all star team. So just keep mm-hmm. that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy thing to put into his contract. Um, be like but, yeah, Luke, Luke Rindauer, if you if you make the All Star team this year, we'll give you a million dollars. But if I was the <laughs> what Kings, what a fucking I, thing to do. If I was the Kings, though, I would have rather have just let Corey Joseph, you know, not be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. He only had two two million dollars guaranteed for next year. I would have rather just done that. Mm-hmm. But Sacramento has. Buddy Heald requesting a trade all season. They have they have uh, Bagley requesting a trade all season. They have Harrison Barnes getting asked in the interviews, "Hey, how does it feel that Boston has shown all this interest in you?" And his answer was, like, <laughs> and, and his answer was "Boston is a great franchise. They have a tremendous fan base. They're one of the most historic franchises of all time. But currently, I'm I'm a member of the Kings." Mm-hmm. It's like was that the least like enthusiastic answer of all time mm-hmm. and they didn't want to trade anyone mm-hmm. and judging based on on reports you know the 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 joke is you know obviously like oh danny almost got this guy which i think is you know a bit of the a, a bit of an exaggeration but in this case it's not true they didn't they just didn't want to trade him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just it's wild Sacramento Kings, I'm giving you. I'm. Uh, they got the best player in the trade. Essentially, they traded two second round picks for him, but in exchange, you're probably now going to lose Rashawn Holmes, 
which I guess is fine if you want to make Bagley your starting center, but can we see Bagley play more than like 18 games in a row? And can Bagley even be like a... I, I'm I'm a I lot just, more in on Bagley than than other people. I still I still like him. I still think that he can he can still really do something, and it's still early. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe it's te- I don't know if it's on that team. Exactly, and uh, I I still don't even just throwing him out there as your small ball center feels like kind of a train wreck about to happen. Like he's yeah. I mean that's ideally kind of his position in like a in well, like a poor Zingas like six eleven. Yeah, yeah, but like you you know what but, I mean. But he's like, not like a center. And Kings are a shit show, and I, I wish De'Aaron Fox had gotten traded. We were actually talking about that earlier today. I feel like he's he's someone who is kind of should have been on the same path that SGA is on right now. It kind of just like plateaued a little bit, even though it's a good plateau. He's still really good, but like you know what I mean. Like so, so no, yeah, we'll, we'll see. All star this year, and I think that you know he'll he'll get he'll get better next off season with a new coach. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I mean there there's there's still a few more trades. You know, I'll, we'll go through them super super quick here. Uh, JaVale McGee to Denver for Isaiah Hartenstein and two second round picks. Um, <laughs> nice. Just, okay. I, I actually, I actually like it for both teams. I like, cause Denver really needed the backup big man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, when you're, when you're a contending team, second round picks are whatever. And I, and I like it for, I like it for, for Cleveland too. I mean, they were going to buy him out and somehow they got two second round picks for him and they get to look, then they get to look at Isaiah Hartenstein for a few months. You know what this means? More Jared Allen minutes, a plus for everybody. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, any other trades here? I didn't get oh, to. Aaron oh, Gordon. we forgot about Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Duh. The, mm-hmm. One of the biggest trades of the day. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I was going out of order here on my list, but yeah, Denver uh, traded for Aaron Gordon. They get Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark in exchange for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick. By the way, there are three people in the NBA named Gary. All three of them were traded today. <laughs> Gary Trent, G- Gary Clark, and Gary Harris. <laughs> Man, and it's it's a weird day for these two Garys because you know if if you added if you like thought about the sum total of Aaron Gordon's value like. If it was like a math equation, like Gary Harris plus R.J. Yep. Hampton plus like a future first, it seems about right for Aaron Gordon, but it still also kind of feels like I don't know, a light kind of a light return. Like I I don't really know what the Magic are doing with. Here's the thing, so this trade feels really weird because mm-hmm. I both like it and I don't. I like it because I like that they got a first rounder. I like that they got R.J. Hampton because R.J. Hampton's a guy I actually like, and I like the potential of a Fultz R.J. Hampton backcourt. Mm-hmm. R.J. Hampton, great first step, so quick. I, I think that's a fun backcourt. And Gary Harris, this is my comparison I've been really excited for. Congratulations to to, to Orlando on getting Aaron Aflalo 2.0. Mm, I like it. I like it. That's really good. That's good. That's good. So so Gary Harris, you know, he, he gets paid a lot of money, but I actually, I, I do like Gary Harris. And I think that now, again, this is, this is one of those weird things. So this morning, the athletic puts out a report that says Aaron Gordon eager about a, about a potential Celtics trade. And then I guess the magic were basically like, we want smart or bust. Just and the like Celtics a, like no, just a weird like so, negotiating tactic. Like so, so we we know we know that the Celtics offered Neesmith and two second rounders, or sorry, sorry Neesmith and two first rounders. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if that's a better trade than this. 
I'm, I, don't, I don't think it is. I think this is a better trade. It's Gary Harris is technically better than Neesmith, but I don't know why you want Gary Harris necessarily if you're the Magic. Because like he's Aaron really... Aflalo. Aaron Aflalo almost made an all-star team for him. <laughs> Aaron Aflalo it's, it's, had one random season of averaging 19 points a game. I will say I really like it for the Nuggets, though. They're, you're, you're essentially replacing sure. Jeremy Grant. Like, they yes, haven't done that all year. Like Absolutely great for them. Between him and Millsap, they have, you know... A, a, a great, you know, power forward rotation. Aaron Gordon, he's shooting a career high from three point. He can defend. He's a guy. He's a guy where in the playoffs they can stick him on LeBron. They can stick him on Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, he might not you know, you know, shut him down, but he's at least he's at least a great defender or, or a good defender. Two other great bonuses about Aaron Gordon. A, you can play him a little bit as a small ball center and kind of you know yep. get make up for the Mason Plumlee minutes a little bit more. And B. He's like their fourth, fifth best player. Yeah, that's absolutely. great. He's if Aaron Gordon is like your fourth, fifth best player, sign me up. I like I, that idea. Not he can't ab- be your number absolutely. three even. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and and one of the other reasons why I like this trade for for uh, Denver is they didn't have to give up Bull Bull or Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a good trade, and if and and you know. I understand why Orlando, you know, really wanted Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a great player. But the fact that they were asking for Smart and two first-round picks, like, people joke again, like, about, like, like the almost Danny thing. If Danny uh-huh. had done that, that, that would have been... Uh-huh. I mean, just... Uh-huh. I mean, Marcus Smart on his own, I think, is better than Aaron Gordon. So... Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, overall... You know, overall, I think it's a great, I think it's a great no trade for Boston in terms of, in terms of, you know, what they were asking. Obviously, I would have loved Aaron Gordon, but Denver gets a great player. I think it, you know, really bumps them up into that super upper echelon of, I think it's now, you know, between them and the, uh, and the Lakers and maybe the Clippers. But I think that they're certainly in that top grouping now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just also, which is a testament to how highly I think of Jokic. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, Jokic, Agreed. by the way, with like someone who maybe has the best game seven averages of all time. <laughs> this is just insane. This absolutely is crazy. insane player. He's never. He's literally never lost a game seven. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Any any other any other trades? Not not. I guess none that really would matter. Uh, Philly got George Hill. Cool. That's nice. That's nice. I think that that it's makes good. them better. Mm-hmm. It's, they, they needed they needed some kind of backup point guard. They got him. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think that I guess one of the more shocking things is that Kyle Lowry wasn't traded. And good for the and you know like good for the Raptors. I like it. If 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 you weren't getting oh, the right sure. package for Kyle Lowry, when people were doing like the fucking trade machine on on ESPN, where it's like Taylor Horton Tucker, KCP, and uh, who was the other guy that they were trying to throw in there? Schroeder. Fuck. Schroeder. That's like I, I was like no like what does that do for me? I'm yeah, just no, like I a agree. little less good, but I'm still like too good to like tank or rebuild. Like what? That makes no sense. Like let's just make the playoffs and maybe beat someone in the first round. Like that's a I way agree. better way of doing things. Plus, plus I mean Lowry is you know literally the greatest Raptor of all time. Like mm-hmm. you don't if 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 he's okay with you know hanging around, then just keep him around. Why not? Plus, Siakam's their biggest problem anyway. The, the yeah, well, doesn't yeah. it, fixing him does not depend on Lowry. If anything, as Lowry I, staying is going to help. As I said to you, um, Pascal Siakam owes a debt of gratitude to Paul George on being nicknamed Pandemic P 
because there is no reason why that shouldn't have been Siakam's nickname with how he performed in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, oh, I missed one trade. I'm sorry. New Orleans receives James Johnson, Wes Awundu, and a second-round pick. Dallas receives J.J. Redick and, and uh, Nicolo Melli. What I don't I, understand for – Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I don't understand – what the fuck are the Pelicans doing? I don't understand they, – they haven't made, like, two moves that make sense, like, at, in, like, cohesion with each other in, like, the last year. Like, I don't – you know, I wasn't buying a ton of David Griffin stock. You know, people love David Griffin. Obviously, he's a great guy. Seems like a fun guy to hang around. All that stuff. But it's like, yep. are are we sure he's a good GM? Like, this this does not make sense. I was a fan of the Steven Adams thing. I, I was actually a fan. I was like, nice, Steven Adams. I was like, for that much? Like, Yeah, what? no. We, like, we're, 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 we were both on that. Like, oh, wow, they traded for Steven Adams. That's great. He's an expiring. He can, you know, teach Zion some stuff. What? You're extending him? They literally traded their. They literally just gave away their spacing. Like what the like what the fuck? This makes this doesn't make. I understand Reddick's having a tough year. Shooters have a tough year. You know Reddick's probably going to be really good again next year. Like you know it's it's worth the the Mavericks taking a swing on him and Melly. Yeah, you know, for sure. And, and, get and I really like Melly. I really mm-hmm. like Melly. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. And you know for the Dallas, it definitely kind of. I think it really sucks losing losing their Luca protector and who I thought should have been their backup center and, and James Johnson. Yeah. I, I don't think it was a shocker that they actually had like a really good game with him at center instead of Poisingus. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't, the Pelicans are a mess. This is, this makes no sense. This is exactly, you know, you, you want Zion to leave in like two years. This is what you do. Yeah. I mean, Zion, Zion makes enough money in endorsement money where it's like, he could hypothetically just take a qualifying offer and be like, screw you guys. Like fucking butchering the roster. Like who, I don't, I don't understand this. This makes the Van Gundy was just the rotations, the lineups are weird. Like this is like, you know, shame on the Pelicans. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Um, overall, uh, overall Julian, did this trade deadline change your mind on, who is going to win the championship? I don't know. I haven't made it. I haven't picked a championship favorite, and that can be oh, a cop okay. out. That can I be have. a cop <laughs> out, and it, and it may be, but I think that the man. I like the Nuggets a lot more now. I like them a lot more. That's I got like, I got to admit, I'm picking. I'm. I mean, if we look at the standings right now, let, let's see. What if if somehow. Like the Lakers and the Clippers could play each other in the second round, and and Denver could avoid them. I like them going like seven games mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Denver can beat the Clippers, but I don't think that I don't necessarily. I don't know honestly. The, the I like between three. I really don't know. I really don't know. That's the only answer I can give. I don't know. I love how Utah is the number one seed, and we're both like, yeah, they'll be out in round two. <laughs> and then Phoenix <laughs> is the number two seed, and they've been fantastic. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they're really good, and they're going to be a tough out, but, like, eh, round two. Yeah, it's like, the, the team, you know, they have shooters. It, it, it makes no sense how they made that team. I still don't think James Johnson is competent, but Chris Paul is awesome. You know, he's whipped them into shape. The Aiton thing is still weird. That's kind of a weird team in general, but, Chris like, MVP. Chris Paul is awesome. That's, that's what that is. And, the, the, and, obviously, you know, when the, when the Lakers put, like, I don't know, Taylor Horton Tucker or like Alex Caruso on Gobert, you know, we're, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know what's wild? The Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Blazers, Mavericks, three of those teams 
aren't going to make the second round. It feels crazy, especially when you have Luca out there. Like Luca could just <laughs> Luca could just like beat a beat a two seed just cause. Yeah. Like that doesn't feel like a crazy occurrence. No, I mean like, he almost did, really he does. almost did last year. Yeah, yeah, and with with you know Porzingis kind of being a being a being kind of you know out of the loop there. I mean, yeah, this is mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for the playoffs. Like this is gonna be crazy. This is really yeah. gonna be crazy, and the stretch run too. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun rest of the season. I'm excited for a Lakers Celtics uh, NBA Finals. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Bo I'm Wagner, kidding. I'm so ready. I'm the Celtics fans are gonna love oh, Bo Wagner. Man. He's white, you know, blonde, you know, looks, you know, he's, he's white. German. <laughs> yeah, he's German. Oh, they got another German guy. Yeah, nice. Nice. Man, and uh, and shout out to whatever team uh, signs, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. I hope it's I hope it's the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, Drum it on the Knicks. I I need the laugh. I need the laugh. I it's need him be... on the Nets. I need him on the Nets. It it'll be the only thing. If Drummond signs on the Nets, I'll finally have a reason why I can pick them not to make the finals. You know, I have a great. You know, I, this is a great note to end the podcast on. Yeah. The last guy. I believe the this would not be the first guy that the Nets have had on their team in the last what six years with the first name Andre, who went to South Kent Prep in Connecticut. What? Yeah, this Andre Blatch. Oh my God! It's Blatch time. Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in on swapping Blatch for Drummond. Man. That's wild. Mm. Could you imagine a front court rotation of Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan in the year in the year 2016? I can't because we saw it once. Oh man! And then somehow the best big man out of all of them, Nick Claxton, won't get minutes. Of course, of course. Man, I like Nick Claxton a lot. He's mm-hmm. he's he's great. He's great. All right, we'll 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 wrap up there. You know, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, Trade deadline special, always one of our favorite podcasts to record of the year. Really, it's like this one, the podcast where we break down like day one free agency signings, mm-hmm. um, maybe the day after the NBA draft. Those are really like our top, you know, favorite ones. Uh, so th- you know, thank you guys for listening. If you're new, subscribe, leave a re- leave a leave a rating review. We appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys later. Yes, sir. See you guys.